0: IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100,000,000. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Happy podcasting. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, or afternoon. Whenever you're or evening on-demand radio
1: here. Wow, that's amazing. We're in the future. <laughs> uh, so, uh, welcome back to another epi- episode of the uh, Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Matt Waterworth. I'm Scott Westby. And we are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you... Uh, I, you're, you're News, tips, and this. interviews that's in the it. film, video, and that's digital it. media industries of Alberta. Oh, you have it memorized. I do have it memorized. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I kind of jumped in saying it. Now it's just in the brain. I was just bullshitted every time. I want to start adding a mission Stream statement. Video though. games. Yeah. Oh, okay. To the to the front. Because I think I think like like why? Why the podcast though? Right, right. Right? It's yeah. like Oh, as part of that? Yeah. Because we Yeah, this is why the podcast exists. You know, we right. want to connect connect the film communities in, in Alberta and, and make sure that everyone's, you know, knows who everyone is and uh and get some great stories and uh, you know, provide some comfort to people who don't necessarily feel like they know what they're doing or um, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing, and I think this podcast helps with that a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean I love speaking to filmmakers who are going through uh, uh, something for the first time. The feature film is a great example, but anything, web series, whatever it is, I love getting that perspective uh, from new filmmakers. Um, and I think we do that a lot, and I think that's valuable. Um, but you know, the Dean Bennett episode is an example of, right. of you know we've got to make sure we're also reaching out to the veterans, the people who have built this yes. industry. Yes, of course. Um, because there's a lot of knowledge there as well. So, um, so that's a big part of it too. Totally. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening.
0: And you get something very specific out of this podcast. Let us know what it is. Mm. And then we can put that into, you know, why this exists. Right. Basically. Right. Because <laughs> right? like, you know, we get something different out of it, I'm sure, than yeah, for people sure. listening. For sure. Yeah. We're going to be guests on a podcast today. We're going there so like in an some. hour. I don't think yeah. I've ever
1: been a guest on a podcast. Uh, yeah. We were guests on the YMM podcast.
0: Oh, of course. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But it never aired. That never aired? Well, no. Apparently the sound was bad. Oh, it was, uh, something happened. With the, they were traveling, so they weren't with their usual oh. like, kit. They were. Oh, that's down too bad. In Calgary. It is too bad. We'll have to do Brad that. Brett Miller again, was right? on that with us. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was quite a group of people. It was people, super yeah. fun. Yeah, and I
0: was, had no was idea what was going on because <laughs> they're nuts. <laughs> yeah. they were like these tangents were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
1: they super super fun. Yeah, I, I, I hope they continue. They haven't released a new podcast in a while. But Anyway, uh, the latest entry. Uh, you know, I will be the the corporate. Um, Uh, uh, suckle at the corporate uh, Marvel Studios teat uh, because Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp was it good it fucking Uh, ruled uh I I loved it I mean like it was it was very like it was a nice like happy light response to the downer of of, uh, Infinity War Um, and it was actually kind of like a kid's movie like it was the first time I'd seen Marvel really like go for that this could be this, this could totally like there's nothing I don't think anything that would be inappropriate and it's and it's super fun and goofy like in the trailer you see the salt shaker that blows up to human size Um, I had a blast I thought that was a fun movie yeah you didn't didn't see it I
0: haven't seen it yet Um, I don't know I don't know I didn't love the first one I didn't yeah. hate it, but I just kind of felt meh about it. I was even though I was, he's great, yeah. Awesome.
1: I, like I thought, I thought he he had um, Red had a challenge to become a leading man in this way. Like he's been, he's always been funny, sure. And yeah. he's always been great in a duo, but like superhero, yeah, yeah. But leading his own movie as a as an action hero sort of um was new. And and yeah, but, it was like Seth
0: Rogen as as the Green Hornet or whatever <laughs> yeah, Green Lantern, right. yeah, what, totally. Green Hornet. What was yeah, it? Hornet, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Michael
1: Pena so funny he is great what they're doing with age reversal on actors now is insane there's more of that in there Michael Douglas there's a bunch more and apparently this is happening with Captain Marvel as well Uh, Clark Gregg who plays um, Coulson right and uh, Samuel L. Jackson are both in apparently throughout the movie and being aged down because it's set in the 80s the entire movie unreal crazy so that'll be interesting amazing yeah very cool
0: uh so what's happening in alberta uh geez i don't know stampede week (laughs) oh yeah stampede yeah everything's in calgary
1: but yeah yeah, everything's slowed down here in calgary for that uh i don't know man i'm trying to think of headlines that have come across the the emails or whatever but uh nothing nothing much going on Let let us know what you're up to yeah well, I mean, M Media hired a new
0: production director.
1: That's true. That's, That's exciting. True. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know
0: they were looking for someone for a while. So, yeah. Emma Emma Brocklebank joins uh, joins that team. She comes from a film background. Mm-hmm. She was a producer and a sound editor, uh, studied at the UFC and SATE. And uh, she's made films about the queer community, racial dynamics, mental health, and even a musical about dictators
1: i read about her she seems very cool yeah. yeah um i didn't realize you were queuing me right up for a for a transition into this i was i missed this piece of that's okay news, uh <laughs> on the on our show notes here but uh yes i i did read that and i think she's a great choice for I, sure i'm excited to see what she does yeah
0: absolutely so uh yeah hopefully uh we hear more from her in the coming weeks and months
1: yeah um, um. I was going to say we we we've mentioned, I think on the podcast that we're mentors for story hive for a bunch of story hive projects and, right. uh, all the rough cuts were due for the digital series, uh, just yesterday as we're recording this. And, uh, so congratulations to everybody who's kind of reached the rough Delivered stage. Delivered that rough cut stage, yeah. It's, it's a no small feat. And yeah. uh, from what I've seen of the of the the projects that I've been helping out with, uh, they're really good. Like really yeah. impressive stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. My, the, the two that, I've, that I'm have that i mentoring are, are awesome too. Um, and I'm, I'm jealous because they didn't really uh, lean on me very much as a mentor. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, how do they know how to do all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, really, how do they? <laughs> but uh, no, they're great. Um, yeah, I'm so impressed with what people are able to do with that kind of a... A budget, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What was I going to say else? Oh, we're casting a movie. Oh, right. Matt. Yes, we should probably talk about yes. this because it's kind of the only episode that we're going to get a chance. Good point. Yeah. So, if you're an actor in Alberta, um, or, or 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 you know BC or Saskatchewan or whatever, mm-hmm. and you listen mm-hmm. to this, um, we are hosting auditions for our feature film. Right. Uh, that movie is called Jones and it's a crime comedy, mm-hmm. and the auditions are happening next week. So it's kind of a not last minute, but it's well, kind of is last minute, I guess. It's a, so they're Monday to Wednesday, uh, the sixteenth to the eighteenth of July. Um, and where can they find that breakdown? I'm wondering, like, because it's on Breakdown Express, but yeah. you have to kind of be an agent to access that, right? Or actors access?
1: Or... Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it's a weird world that uh, you know is all it's you know whenever you hire a casting director, they're doing all sorts of mystic art voodoo totally in the in that world yeah. and. Uh, and I think the answer is we can't. I know we talked about it before. However, if you reach out to us, I'm sure we would be happy yes. to share it with you directly. Yeah, we'll share the breakdown with you for um, sure. But we can't really, I guess, just share it publicly. So that's right, kinda, and we can't, yeah. But if you're on uh, breakdown services or, or yeah, I guess it's not on Actors Access actually is my understanding. Uh, but if you have an agent or if you want to reach out to Actra, you can certainly uh, access it that way as well.
0: Yeah, Actors got it uh, in their files and they are sending <laughs> it out to their members. Um, but yeah, if you're an actor in town and uh, you have a way to find it, uh, check it out because, you know, we'd love to, to get as many people in as we can. Yeah. Uh, and if you have no idea what the hell we're talking about, uh, reach out to us at hello at abfilmcast.ca and we will let you know what's up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to the uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode.
1: Yes. This was a super fun, uh, <laughs> different experience for us. Um, we've done... We've, like, recorded live panels. Right. But we've never uh, been on it, uh, as far as I can recall. Well, yeah. With I mean, an we, We've recorded, like... I guess we recorded... Yeah,
0: we recorded this was kind of the first like live live recording of the podcast. Episode where, of the show,
1: yeah. We've done panels at the sure, Expo. Sure, yeah, exactly. But, but those uh, were
0: a different format. We just had yeah, to record. recording. Yeah, this was a
1: recording of the podcast live uh, at, at the Okotoks Film Festival, which was super fun. and Totally. Uh,
0: yeah, we were joined by three awesome filmmakers from
1: around Alberta. Yes. Uh, we just kind of chatted about filmmaking. Yeah, and yeah, they all nice. introduced themselves, so we'll uh, leave it to them. Sounds good. Um, so welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers podcast, everybody. <laughs> There's a live audience with us. This is crazy. This is
0: amazing. So, uh, if you guys are going to chat, you kind of have to get pretty close because these mics are not good, even though they look, yeah, so they look official.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we're here at the Okotoks Film Festival. Yeah. Um, where there are films festivaling and we have some Okotoks Film Festival, festival filmmakers here with us today on this episode of the podcast. I don't even know where to start. Where do you guys want to start?
1: What's up?
2: <laughs> Nothing. Why
1: Hello. Why don't we just go down the line and have you all introduce yourselves and, and your films?
2: Hey, I'm Aaron Kermy. I uh, directed Thousand Yard Stare. I'm
3: Justin Cotty. I directed Little Voices. Uh, I'm Chris Friesen. I directed The Little Things.
0: I'm Scott Westby, and I do not have a film in this festival. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but we did uh, have a film at the Rosie Awards, uh, and we lost to you, Aaron, uh, with our oh, film. Did you? I'm yeah. So we, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: did you guys That's go? True. We were there. I yeah, there you were not. You weren't yeah, weren't we were there. ready to fight, <laughs> and you weren't there. I, yeah. I didn't want to fight. <laughs> I was ready.
0: To, I was ready to snatch the trophy, and then some other person comes up and accepts it, and I was just like, oh. <laughs>
2: Did, so, you, did you hollow. guys get nominated for other categories? Yes,
1: yes, we were actually nominated in eight categories, but well, you that's won more than us.
2: But yeah, but but you won
1: best best film, uh, and, which is fantastic. Congratulations! So tell hey, us about you.
2: Thousand Yard Stare. Uh, it's a World War Two movie uh, about a soldier who fights in Africa, and he comes back with PTSD. That's why he won. Yeah, yeah, well, and so, so you have That's a way better idea than this. <laughs> that helps,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have, like, big battle scenes as far as, I, I think some of us have just seen it. I have not, but from what I've seen from the clips, there's some, how did you afford, how did you possibly complete these, these what appear to be really big battle scenes?
2: Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of time, uh, so time is money, right, you know, so kind of works out we had a lot of a lot of extras a lot of people volunteer and then a lot of special effects know-how that we use to uh duplicate people uh, okay. to make it look like we had more people there oh, than we okay. actually did okay. so it was a lot of visual effects i think the movie has uh three or four hundred visual effects shots in it wow. and there was you know three or four of us on the team Holy handling crap. All that. yeah that's crazy so it took us four like it was four years of post-production basically wow. does our movie even have three hundred four hundred shots at all <laughs> oh. Period? <laughs> I, maybe around there. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, like a like a war movie. You know, it's gonna it's got a f- yeah, fast course. fast clip, so a lot of a lot of shots, a lot of cuts, right? That's sweet, man.
1: Congrats. Hey, so you. so that's always I think that's always a, such a, a, a great ace in the hole to have as a filmmaker is those VFX skills. I have none. Yeah, um, but they obviously have served you well.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's something I think that maybe sets us apart a little bit, uh, and something that we really kind of push to set ourselves apart from. Uh, from a lot of the other stuff, you know, that's going on, right? So, I mean, we've always made action-ish or action-related movies uh, because on an indie budget, that's really difficult to do. It doesn't always pan out, you know. Our, most of our movies have been pretty bad <laughs> because, I mean, like you Except know, thousand-yard stare. Well, <laughs> don't say it was bad, man. It beat ours. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> That one I like. With the the <laughs> the one that we did before, uh, it was called Battle Earth, and it's a uh, it's a alien invasion movie uh, romp in the woods with uh, Canadian soldiers, and uh, we shot it over a May long weekend for seven thousand dollars. Damn, you so, three days for a feature film? Well, it's a long weekend, so that was four days. Oh, four days, <laughs> ah, extra long weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, we start on Friday, right? You know? Okay, all right. So, yeah. so, it's like a 48-hour challenge.
1: but Yeah, really, steroids, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so this has been kind of your your style, and it's very clever. Like, shoot out in the woods, and you're still like, within the, the story world, but you don't need, you know, a cityscape, or you don't need to blow up a bunch of buildings. Exactly. I know. mean,
2: we're not big on asking permission for things. Right, right, so right. if you're out in kind of the middle of nowhere, like we shot our first movie in Drumheller, our second one in a rattlesnake preserve. Really? Uh, so we knew that there weren't going to be a lot of people down there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's smart. Uh, we did see one rattlesnake, but it was okay. And then, um, did you preserve him? Uh, we did. We did. So we, oh, well done. <laughs> and then the uh, the third one, we went back to Drumheller uh, again because I mean, like it's it's such great production value in Alberta, and that's oh, one of the totally, great things yeah. about this province, right? Is you drive an hour from Calgary in any direction. That's true. And you're gonna have you know mountains, yeah. desert, yeah. Uh, forest, whatever. Right. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, Justin,
1: what about you? What tells us
2: about your film? Uh, Mine is a kind of a
3: series. It's like a destined to be put on the web. It's short little pieces following an individual and some sort of uh, like anxiety of theirs because the whole uh, there's a lot of issues with mental health that people don't talk about. So my goal with the series is to make it so that we can relate to these feelings that people might have
1: very timely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how did you go about making it?
3: Uh, I talk with individuals and I start with being like, hey, so what gets you down? Ah, (laughs) (laughs) What makes you feel like you're not like and that's why it's called little voices because like what's the little voice inside of you? Oh, cool. That's telling you you can't be the best you can be. And then I have a bunch of people say this is what I want to do. And I'm like, "Okay, so slow down. Someone's already doing that one. Mm. So but don't worry. That means it's, you know, something that we all experience. And then I kind of just talk with them and focus on a project with them and something that relates to. A feeling they have and we build a little monologue and then they act in it
0: so what exists right now in this series
3: uh just the one that's actually uh the fragments is the first one that's fully completed okay that's i have like here? yes the one yeah. that played at uh oh uh this film festival and uh, i have about four more that are currently in my first season idea that are just in the midst of planning
0: and what's the format of it? Like, is it narrative kind of thing or is it documentary style? Or it's,
3: how do you... I, I called it a, when I had to click the button when I put it in this festival, I put I put it as experimental oh, because okay. it's not really like, there's not really like a story. It's more oh, okay. just kind of like, it's like abstract feelings with metaphorical images. So I guess experimental was the best word I could find. Right. To but it's also it. scripted, but yes. the script
1: is real. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Interesting. What do you mean the script is real? I miss
1: something. Well, so so the subjects you're using are, are sharing.
0: Yeah, their real own things. feelings. Yeah. Like so I oh, basically like I, narrated kind of thing? Yeah, or? they oh. narrated. So
3: like they I talk with them for f- like weeks at a time, figuring out what they want to do for their subject. And then I take um st- stuff from the conversations I've had with them and put that into their monologue. Cool. So like I write their monologue and then but I use their own words to make it uh applicable to them.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet um so so what's next you're, you're going to produce the next one kind of thing? yes yeah. i'm
3: hoping to shoot four more before the end of the year yeah
0: okay cool yeah. how long did this first one take you to make
3: uh a day it was oh, wow. yeah because wow. it's, it's it's one person no audio equipment's needed because it's all done in, right uh, we just record with a microphone like this one oh and so uh, a crappy one yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah and then uh we uh I just edited it together and they're all short like two two minutes each so it's a very quick turnaround Cool.
1: But you've got weeks of lead up. To yes. Prefer, the, yeah. the
3: hard part is getting the people to share this stuff that they right. feel comfortable sharing. So I right. try not to rush it. Right. right? So this right. is like all pre-production is where the majority of this one, this project sits.
0: And where, where did the idea come from?
3: Uh, so it's because it was a personal thing for me. I, I lost a job and I was unemployed for a long time. And I learned by myself some anxieties I had that I didn't know until I spent a lot of time by myself. Right. So then I was all like, I spent a lot of time with that inside of me just being my own problem. And then when I started putting it out to other people for assistance, that's when it started to become easier. So then my idea was if I can show other people just the idea that we don't need to keep these these thoughts inside of us, Mm. it'll be better for everyone. Mm. So,
0: like, films that, like, help
3: people. Yes, films, films help people. That's also a better idea than ours.
4: <laughs>
5: Damn it. All right, what's your better idea? For this?
4: <laughs>
5: uh, so, yeah, tell us what you're from. Uh, mine's uh, The Little Things, which is a, a female serial killer that uh, goes after people that do really, really rude things or annoying. <laughs> um, double Dip a Chip might be the last one. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> you know, all those things you think about, like when somebody's doing, like paying with their, gro- like $100 of groceries with nothing but pennies and dimes.
1: Right. And she kills them. Yes. Debit in the drive-thru. Yeah. Don't do it. At least not in the morning. Like Unless it, there's
5: tap. You can tap. Yeah, ta- yeah. Tap, yeah tap. Yeah. It's tap a good point. That's a good point. Wor- You're
1: right. You're right. That's acceptable. <laughs> so, But she would kill someone who just
0: had, like, the chip. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So but, so, tell us about the, the the film. Like, how long is it? In, in, uh,
5: it was a. It was actually uh, for me. Like, uh, I actually have a big visual effects background too, and I've done a lot of little skits throughout time. But this one was actually important that I wanted to um, film mostly live. We do a scene where she drops a guy off of a building and stuff, and that was in the basement on the green screen kind of thing, like that, and smashes into a car. But um, it's about twenty minutes, um, which all my all my films are built, uh, usually built around a problem like how do I solve this how do I make it look like we're shooting in a garage how to make it look like it's raining you know like with screen right. outside right. and in this case one of the big challenges was like actually organizing like, like to shoot a 20 minute movie is it was four months of yeah. evenings and weekends yeah. and and it was it was a good process to know that you can actually organize so a feature is not so scary mm-hmm. anymore. Right.
4: <laughs>
5: and and that was like that was my challenge on this one like the the you know it's like all the little individual shots felt like my old skits kind of mm. you have to put them all together yeah, but yeah. but yeah it was uh that was the process there yeah so 20 minutes and where did you shoot it uh Okotoks, calgary various places cool. we have um um uh there's a group called late night at the plaza and and we had a Carly whole, McTavish. Yes, yeah. we have a whole group of people we could take from there. So I've got behind the scenes footage where you'll see Carly there and <laughs> nice. everything like that. So
0: that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so, how big was the crew? Tell us like tell us the logistics of, of organizing something like this over four months. Uh,
5: the crew is very like we're so used to shooting very raw or lean, um, but occasional <laughs> shots. We had big ones um, like for a big warehouse scene. But other than that, like Sally, who's here, uh, was my lead. Um, Sometimes, like we had a we had a shot where it's like a cha- montage in front of a mirror. It's like just my wife, myself, and Sally. Right. Because. You, you can, you know, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, did you have a budget for it, or was it kind of self-financed? So self-financed. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What'd you shoot
5: on? Uh, I have an old Canon 60D, but. Oh, those are great. Yeah. Yeah, they take pretty pictures. I'm used to it. I know what it does. Right. I have noise removal software. <laughs> I can sharpen the the heck out of it, and hmm. you know, you learn the tricks. Mm-hmm. But we shot in a dingy basement under the plaza where you know you crack your head on the. Oh, that the place roof. is terrifying. Oh yeah, <laughs> a perfect spot for a serial killer to live, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you know you, you you know crack your head on the ceilings there. But it was a dark basement, but uh, the scene pulled off pretty well. So that's
0: cool. Yeah, great. So so is there is there kind of a plan for that short to turn it into something bigger, or is it kind of just it trying was, it out, or like what's the what's the kind of the goal here?
5: It was based, uh, like, originally we did this one skit where it's a person in the closet sitting there doing all this random stuff, and you're like, what the hell are they doing? And then uh, eventually people show up, you know, shuts the door, and then these people are one of those annoying groups, and, like, you know, she does her (laughs) thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, But (laughs) it 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 was a We decided to make a day-in-the-life thing. I've got kind of some ideas for potentially building it again. Cool. Uh, I think we'll do a few other things in the meantime, but... um, there's there's definitely more for that character, I think.
0: Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it for sure.
5: You were you always worry about I annoy- or uh offending somebody cuz like, oh, I do that, you know. Like do You serial kill? No. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Meaning like, oh, you you like know, double I like pay- yeah, I double dip, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> And, and it's one of those things like you know like it's not anybody that does it once it's like she actually watches them a little while you know, right make sure this is a chronic thing oh okay okay
1: so she's like Dexter
5: yeah she's okay. it's actually does, a lot does of, her due diligence yeah Dexter was definitely an influence in there you know he's gotcha. got a code yeah for sure yeah she's she's got a code <laughs> nice, so, yeah. nice and that's
0: super important for character development right just to create a <laughs> yeah. sympathetic character that people can relate to because I hate double
1: dippers <laughs> so much <laughs> So for the whole panel, um, and and if anybody wants to chime in, just raise your hand, and, and I, I, we never talked about it, but why not take questions from you folks if you have any, but I'll start by asking all three of you, uh, and it's okay if, if Alberta wasn't really, if you could have shot your film anywhere, but what was it like to shoot in Alberta? Is it different, you think, in other jurisdictions? Um Lame question.
2: Yeah. Has anyone else shot outside of Alberta? Yeah. Has anyone shot outside of Alberta?
1: Nope. No. It's I think we all, right. all
2: we've all shot here. Right. So
1: could you shoot your film anywhere though? Is the question probably? No. no. No? Why not?
2: Mine. Mine. I could not. Mine was based on the location. We picked okay. the location okay. uh, because we knew it was in Alberta and we based our story around that. Okay. So uh, that was. I mean, we could have shot in Tunisia where it takes place. Ah. So it's Tunisia or Drumheller. Ah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. Drumheller also doubled for Mongolia in Heartland. That's last right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's really versatile. Yeah, it is. it's yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: amazing. Yeah, you just stand there and you're like, I could be anywhere. I could be on Mars. I <gasps> think
2: like did, you did think Mars the, movie? the one of the Alberta like uh, ads for like Alberta Film Board or something yeah. like that. It was uh, they called Alberta like the stunt double for the world or something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things that like I don't really see the point myself shooting outside of Alberta at this point because, like you said, there's environment every direction you go you need something to look like a desert you have drum heller you have mountains it's it's great for that yeah.
0: but then you have to be outdoors when you shoot Yeah,
3: that's why i shoot mostly indoors right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause then the winter comes and then it just turns uh, into a nightmare
1: and alberta well, has some great indoors yes, great yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: we have a our, our distributor in la they they're always asking us for like a if we want to shoot something in the snow because to them it's a novelty right oh, but, yes. you know uh, but for us it's right. like well it's minus 30 and you try to explain that to them and they're yeah. like oh yeah it got really cold down here it was, uh, it was like 5 degrees Celsius <laughs> and we had to put the space heater in yeah.
1: oh man <laughs> <laughs>
0: We, uh, we were just talking to our distributor about the same thing. We have to shoot a movie this summer. And Matt's like, you know, we don't have a, a, a long time before the snow flies. And they're like, so what? You got to shoot in July. And they thought it was really funny, but it was kind of true. <laughs> yeah, they laughed. And <laughs> we were <laughs> like, no, no, this is serious. This is serious, guys. Snow is a real thing here.
5: <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, shooting here was a, a big advantage because, I mean, like I said, Carly and those people. Um, and the people you know like it's all about right who you know course. you can yeah, ask sure, you can yeah. ask a pub to let you shoot inside yeah. or whatever it is and my house was used a few times right. so i mean you know so there was there was no need to really shoot anywhere else for me
0: would you use your house again
5: yes you would again i use different sections you know like <laughs> uh, so you don't know you don't know <laughs> no but i just mean like the,
0: the the mechanics of a film production can be destructive on a on a space
5: I mean But how ah. big was your crew I mean, Well, on that oh, that's day. a day, yeah. Yeah, yeah On that day It was like Like I said uh, Oh we had a few yeah, we had two, two makeup Two makeup Right Uh so was like A
0: lunch person there Lunch, lunch person. person
5: Yeah You always feed people Yeah, oh, yeah You always actors. feed people Yeah
0: Actually
5: that day was pretty big Oh that yeah, was a there <laughs> Four or five at the most For the oh, okay, crew okay. though Like for in your Yeah no, 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 <laughs> we just to so repeat what you for yeah. you're saying. So that's yeah. Sally, by the way. <laughs> Sally.
0: So you're the serial
5: killer. Oh, yeah. ah, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Tell awesome Tell about
1: your basement.
5: Oh, yeah, no, and, and also, yeah, my my entire one wall in my basement is a green screen. Oh wow. So that oh, that's was so good. Smart. When it comes to the On promo. Purpose? Yes. Or it's bad, <laughs> the <campaign. laughs> No, on purpose. No, it's this terrible green when I bought in the house, and, and like, just canceled. no. No one wants this because <laughs> this green wall. I, I've, got, I've got, I've got the lights and the screen and everything like that. And the cool thing is, like Sally's there, and we're we're taking our we're, we're shooting our, our stuff, and now she's in the costume. Let's go downstairs, do promo photos. everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah, cool. Um, awesome. So it's all there, and then we can make our posters and everything like all in one shot. All so. one go.
0: That's sweet. Um, so, so what, tell us just briefly about your background and, and, and if you have like training in this or how you cut your teeth kind of doing this stuff. Yeah. You're breaking in story.
2: Uh, I don't feel like I've broken in yet.
0: <laughs> get so. out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have to do other work, right. You know, to get paid. If you're, you break in once you're getting paid, for many this. levels
0: so that's of breaking my in. Opinion yes. anyways. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think any. Filmmaker gets paid number to.
5: <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed? It does seem like when you if, even if you get money, it's like everyone but you. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally <laughs> to true. Get paid.
0: And so there's this like this like vision of what a producer is. You know this this you know fat cat with the cigar, and it's like I'm the poorest
5: person on the crew. <laughs> like Subway, yeah. Subway. We did the platters of sandwiches all the time. They made way more money yeah. making this movie than I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. but at
0: the end of the day, it's your movie. Yes. That is yes. not going to make any money. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You never know. No, no. it's true. It's good. Yeah. Um,
2: sorry. Uh, so, Okay, so I, I guess I went to the University of Lethbridge to, to do new media. I wanted to be a game designer. Uh, I didn't uh, really seem that interested in it once I started. So I dropped out, and I went, and I took my scholarship money, and I went and made my first feature uh, in Drumheller and uh, spent too much money on it, didn't make any of it back, uh, went back to school. Uh, to finish my degree Dropped out again Did my second feature uh, And then finished that one Sold that one Made a little bit of money uh, Stayed dropped out Used the money from the second one To make the third one uh, So that's what you can do Right mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. If you can turn money from one movie Into right. another movie sure. Right And then uh, So where
0: are you going back to school next?
2: Well I, actually no I did go back And I finished <laughs> yeah. I all, oh, you I, did finish I, I had one semester <laughs> left When I dropped out the last time So it's done It's done now You have a degree? I do In what? in uh fine arts okay cool yeah. sweet
1: yeah. was that also lethbridge yeah and you're from edmonton right
2: uh i'm yes sort of
1: so you you drive this province a lot
2: oh yeah for yeah, sure yeah. yeah my parents are it's, in lethbridge. L- it's all location scouting yeah right? oh yeah exactly oh, okay. parents are in lethbridge just I'm off in the, edmonton, all the place. yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah exactly. i know every
0: location like a kilometer oh, off yeah, the you qe2 mentioned. yeah yeah <laughs> how about you justin
3: uh, I went through the Red Deer Motion Picture Arts program. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, since then, I've kind of just been shooting web series. I do a lot of, I like a lot of episodic stuff. It resonates with me because then it's like it's like making a feature, but you don't need to commit to, you know, a, like a 90-page script. You can just like, oh, here's 60, 60 pages, and it's going to be great. So I've been doing that, and, uh, yeah, just kind of finding work where it comes. Yeah.
5: Paid?
3: Yeah, paid. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Rarely, but it happens. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
5: <laughs> Would you? Uh, I'm self-taught. Home. Well, I, I I actually hate saying self-taught because that doesn't feel right when you have resources online like uh, video Copilot or Film Riot or sure. Internet taught. Internet. Should, uh, there talk. should be a sure. term for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, years and years and years. Like I have just as many hours doing this stuff as anybody. Sure. went yeah, yeah. to school, but. Um, But no, I I got a camera once a long time ago when it was like DV tapes and I was like, this is not the quality I want. So I got a copy of Adobe After Effects 6.5 on eBay because I thought this looks cool. And while I was waiting for cameras to catch up to kind of what I wanted, I just dabbled in that for a long time. Hmm. And then finally the cameras, DSLRs come out and you're like, wow, this is nice images. Right. You know, you can change the lenses and and. It's just been years of that, so I never, I never did the school thing, but I did learn a lot. Cool. Online. That's awesome. That's that's a great point. You can learn, you can learn virtually everything.
1: I think uh, if if you yeah. have the motivation to self teach, yeah.
5: My 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 full time day job is uh, brought me to Calgary because of my abilities. Oh, okay. Like I used cool. to sell electrical parts, and now I'm our media marketing guy for nice. the company nice. great. across Canada. So
1: that's
0: fantastic. Right on. Cool. I'm jealous of all three of you. <laughs> hey, everybody, just want to take a quick second to tell you about the Calgary Film Center, uh, which is a world class screen based production facility suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. Uh, and it was kind of just down the road from us at Okotoks, uh, it's in southwest or southeast Calgary. Uh, they have 50,000 square feet of purpose built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, all of this complemented, of course, by their anchor tenant, William F. White. Who is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. At the Film Centre, they aim to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue which is designed to service individual client needs. And of course, they deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry uh, from Alberta and around the world. I definitely encourage you to find out more at calgaryfilmcenter.com. Let's get back to this panel. Thanks.
1: We've got a question over here. This is yep. more of a hyper you it's a hypothetical question. If you had to collaborate with any director of your choice, who would it be? If you had to collaborate with any director of your choice, who would it be? I have to repeat the questions because I don't know how well it's recording. So,
5: I would say Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> oh, some Edgar Wright fans in the yeah. house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good answer, yeah.
3: Um, mine would probably be Darren Aronofsky. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mm.
0: Did you see his South by talk?
3: Uh, no, he, I didn't. Oh,
0: he gave like an hour long talk at South by. It was his first time at South by this year. Um, and uh, yeah. it was really good. He's like a normal person.
2: And I have something to do tonight. Yeah, man, it's so. cool. <laughs> it's good talking. talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would collaborate with someone because I'm a control freak and they wouldn't like me. So, <laughs> right. oh, so yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't like me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't so go David well. So David Fincher for you then. Yeah. 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 How I don't would do as man? many takes as David Fincher, though. No, I do a lot, but not as many as. Me. He, uh,
0: there's that famous story of of Zodiac where he did like how many takes with, um, Jake Gyllenhaal in his first. It was like seventy takes or something, and his his reasoning was I hate earnestness. <laughs> I
4: heard. It's like fuck. Stanley, Stanley,
0: Stanley Kubrick did 127 takes. Yeah, well, how many of the of the door chopping? There was like 80 doors or something. I don't know the number, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the the fact like. That were making movies for like
1: $7,000 and that was like his door budget.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. How about you, Matt? I have, to, I have to defend Fincher a little bit just because there's an amazing uh, video online, if you haven't seen it, um, that talks all about the way he moves camera and how he attaches it to actors – movements on, on every frame of well. painting video? Every frame of yeah. painting. that's right yeah it it blew me away and and that's that's a really hard thing to do because your camera operator and your actor have to have like a psychic link to to move exactly the same way at the same time and it takes a lot a lot a lot of takes to get right and he's also got incredible <laughs> vfx knowledge. this is true tons and use of that of, yeah. just doesn't make any sense but it, yeah. it pays out
0: for
5: yeah. Sure. yeah see to me now the, the neat thing about like what we get to do at home in our own houses like with with software is like, you shoot 4K and you crop in a little bit. Well, anything that camera went off a little bit, well, just go yeah, in and move right. it a little yeah. bit more yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, totally. The tools are there now, for sure. So I wouldn't want to do 700 takes of anything because...
0: But what like, if the door didn't splinter just right? That's a, I mean, I, But But, you know, look at the scene. It's one of the most iconic scenes in cinema. Which is a yeah, word I don't true. use very often. That's true. Yeah. Iconic. True. I
1: mean, it's cinema all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also like he was also uh, the, the female lead, and that was like
5: being abused and like famous. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, he never wanted her, right? Right. I think right. like yeah, like he yeah, it was abuse. Yeah, effectively. Uh,
1: I I got to work with with the director that I uh, that I've always wanted to work with, Christopher Nolan. Um, yeah, when he shot in your fair to see. Podcast high 5 <laughs> <laughs> In you know I uh, I moved garbage around for for Christopher Nolan. So we so we worked oh, you were All was great. Yeah. You yeah. were you were the director of traffic. That's
4: right. Yeah. <laughs> what about you?
0: <laughs> um I mean I'm 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 a huge Spielberg fan I always have been, but Uh, We we chatted with two of the guys who do the VFX um, for Guillermo del Toro. They did Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah, on this podcast. And uh, they were just the things that they said about how he works Mm. um, made me feel like I would probably do a good job if he was directing me.
1: All right, cool. To direct. Wait, what are we doing with them? We- <laughs> we're
0: collaborating. We're collaborating. Okay. Your question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, cool. Uh, any other questions? That was a good one. Uh, anybody else in the audience? All right. Keep thinking about them. Okay. Um, so, uh, what was? What's the, what's the? What's the? Let's go dark. What's the? What's the worst moment you've had as a filmmaker? <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So far. <laughs> And how did you get o- get over it is probably the, there's the nice We'll do that
5: there. later. <laughs> Let's just stay dark for a bit. I I would actually say recently, like, you know, you're talking about the, the struggles you have and you go through this stuff and like, you know, you're not doing it right or you're not, uh, I, I feel like I, I went to shoot something and I got other stuff going on and mm. I'm, I'm like, I was actually kind of broke down a little bit going, this isn't important right now. Mm. And it's like, I usually always start something and I finish it. And in this case, it was, it was just, a couple people, people, no, like, nobody was relying on me right? because that's always pressure to finish. Sure. But in this case, I was like, I just didn't finish it because I was like, I got other things that were concerning me. So that sure, was like a, a dark, weird moment. Like, I don't know. We had a kind of a falling out with something we were working on before, um, but it sticks with you.
1: For sure. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's an emotional art form and, and yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I get that for sure. Yeah.
3: Uh, mine would probably be in that moment when I was, you know, that <laughs> led to this project. But it was, yeah, I just, I didn't have any creative drive. So, like, because mm. I, I like writing as, I love writing screenplays, anything. And then just, it stopped. And it didn't come back for probably, like, three
2: years. Wow.
3: And But now it's going strong. So, I'm out of that, hopefully. You know, knock <laughs> on wood. Hopefully that keeps going. Yeah.
2: I hope so, too. <clears throat> I think it's constantly just... Dark. This like self-loathing of mm, like mm-hmm. everything you make is garbage, yeah. right? And then you right. you can see all the ways you could do it better. So
0: yeah, and then a thousand-yard stare beats your movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my dark moment.
4: Got you on that one, Aaron. <laughs>
1: well, how about you, Matt? What's your uh, moment? Here? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, I didn't expect you to return. The well, commission. we're on the we're on yeah, the podcast. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't really thought about it. I I mean. Uh, just, uh you, you know what blocking is really scary for for me when I was directing in plain view that 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 is the the moment where the entire crew is staring at you the cast and crew are all like if you're directing it's it's on you and uh uh it, yeah it, I I think I dealt with it okay I don't know if you if you saw me sweat too much but uh it, it's like it was I saw you sweating a lot yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh it's terrifying but I was really proud that uh, to to get through it yeah Totally
5: yeah. I, I will say sorry, uh, we had a we had a big warehouse shoot and somebody's like, Let's use some fog and the fog machine was like one of those ones that just died. Like it's like, oh, it overheated and the ventilation in this place was amazing. Oh no. So anytime you got the fog, it's almost right where you need it and it just stops. And I remember this started to get frustrated. I'm like, I locked myself into doing this Uh, because already did a few shots. We finally actually, I finally eased it up by writing out a scene where we have our guy actually run out of the fog. Like, it's luckily, we had the ability to do this. Right, right. Because our character, Sam, sets things up. Like, she plans. Like, she puts cardboard cutouts around so somebody's running and they think this person is in 15 places, you know. So she also puts fog in because... Horror movies have fog, and she's like, "I gotta have fog," you know. <laughs> right, right. So luckily, I could write it out, mm. and, and and I'm glad we did that because that was frustrating. Like it was, it, it slowed our night, you know, down massively. That's tough for sure. So and that was a dark. I that's got a, yeah, that's a there.
1: that's a good point, and 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 a, and a solution that not everybody necessarily has. If you're if you're not the writer, that can be a really dicey thing to try to do. But maybe if you have the writer on set, or if you are the writer, then it gets a lot easier. We we were yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to go. I have to go. It's your turn. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I mean, filmmaking feels like two steps forward, two steps backwards all the time. Um, so, I mean, Matt and I, we, we talk about this a lot. We hear no. A lot. Um, and, you know, that's just part of putting yourself out there and applying for grants and, you know, you know, reaching for the stars, basically. And then people bat your hand down. Which is fine. That's part of the journey. But uh, I was in a pretty dark place basically right before we found out that we got the green light on Plainview. Hmm. Cause we were up, like we, we were, we were put through the micro budget program. So we were going to telefilm. Um, we didn't know if we were going to get it yet, but we kind of thought that it was maybe Calgary's turn this year around, but in Edmonton, Trevor Anderson was put through with, by Fava. Right. And he's Trevor Anderson. Like he's amazing. He's, he's better than us. He just is. Um, so I just knew that, that he was going to get it and that we weren't. Yeah. And then I I sent you that email basically saying, I'm sick of asking permission to be a filmmaker. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, this is the way to do it, right? Is do it yourself. Um, yeah. and which we had been doing for a while, but a feature you know, uh, we wanted to do it right. And, um, I, I feel like whenever my, my moments are darkest, there's usually something coming that's good news. So that's that's encouraging, absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You don't ever think that like the good news is just a lie.
4: Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's
0: that's just, actually, no, that's like actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. Or or am I like, oh, there's the good news when it's really not that good?
2: No, no, no. Like like it, like it looks like good news, but it's just like it's like giving you like a little bit of hope just to let like right. down again. Right. You know, or it's later. like, hey, here's, oh, you know, yeah, that just happened. Yeah.
0: That that did just happen to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're casting this next movie right now, and you always get a little like, oh, they really love the script. And it's like great, and then it's like they're passing. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff for sure. Like you get your hope up, and and so I've been I've I've trained myself to not get excited about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually, which is, which is, is stupid, and it sucks because we don't really celebrate our successes either. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like we got the money, and we we're like, oh shit! Now we have to go make a movie. It wasn't like, hooray! Mm. <laughs> we don't have those moments because it is. It's a lot of that, like, yeah, you know, good good news can sometimes not be so good after all. Yeah, that's pretty
5: dark too. There. <laughs> Do, do people here at least enjoy their films a little bit? Because oh why do we God. do this? <laughs>
4: like, why do we do this if you can't? Like,
5: Sally and I got to watch it again and kind of like it's been three years and we got to just watch it with fresh eyes and I can't remember all the mistakes, you know, because when you – the last thing you did, you like you hated, that's all you sit and right. look at the rest of the time. It's like three years later, it's like, oh, yeah. I laughed at things that I didn't actually know were funny. <laughs>
4: like,
5: that's That's – yeah, the –
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
5: that's that's a great point. but people do yeah. do you enjoy your stuff a little bit? Can you ever watch it? What really? No, yeah, no, I hate everything really? all the
2: time. like I don't know there's it's like it's like like you're a junkie and you're chasing the dragon, right? Like there's maybe these like little moments where you're like, you know, I'm proud of this one cut that I did or this visual effect or you know yeah, we've premiered the movie after four years and it's done and, and you just feel like a little bit of pride. And then it's gone. Mm. And then it's just like chasing that moment again for like another four years or something. Yeah. Right?
1: I, I think you have to take joy in the chase. Uh, I mean, because I feel like, you know, this, this is something some actors say too is, is that acting is the same journey. You're never going to do what you're trying to do, which is become another human being. It's impossible. But you can get as close as you can get and, and yeah, take unless some pleasure in Unless you're Heath Ledger. Right, right. <laughs> <All>
4: right. <laughs>
1: but that killed him. That did. Yeah. Uh,
0: so. When you become the Joker. <laughs> It's doomed. Uh, how about you guys, Justin? Do you like your, your your stuff?
3: Yeah, I like I like some some of my stuff. But now we're there's, talking. There's always like there's always those things that you wish you could have done differently, or like what if I did this a different way? What if I shot this a different way? What but if I actually growth. yeah like what if I actually you know yeah. did well in this scene? But overall, I'd say I enjoy some uh, most of the stuff, not all of it, but a good chunk. Here.
1: wish you yeah no there are I mean there are things uh that I've made that I I love and things that I've made that I hate and 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 you know things about the feature we made that I I really are heartbreaking and like just didn't get to where we wanted them to be and then there are other things that are like man I love that shot so much I'm so glad that made it so it's it's a love hate (laughs) I remember
0: the first time we watched the rough cut of of In Plain View. We, we, we went and shot this movie and, you know, we put blood, sweat and tears into it for months. And then it just goes off to the editor and he's just like, OK, I'll take this your baby and make it into an adult now. And you're like, oh, that was weird. That was a super weird feeling. And then it was like a month later and he was like, hey, OK, there's like a rough cut. Come and watch. And I loved it. Yeah, I just loved it. Yeah, uh, we were
1: super excited. Yeah. I, I think we had lowered our expectations enough. To, <laughs> <laughs> truly, like we, you know, because it was it was hard. It's a it's you know, shooting a movie is a hard thing to do, and uh, and it felt like it wasn't going to be great. And so, yeah, the fact that it wasn't terrible was it nice. worked. And yeah,
0: yeah and I mean, we, you know, we we'd been making content for a while, and we kind of knew what to expect, and, and you know, that what, what we, we, he can only mold the clay that we've given him. Yeah, but. uh yeah, I still I still love it. I do love it. Yeah. But I mean, it's not perfect, but uh, I love it.
2: Yeah. That's a good way to actually like something that you've done is to make it also someone else's, right? Mm. You're not you're not you don't right. have to be self-critical anymore right. because it's not entirely yours. Now you're watching like you still shot the movie and everything, but yeah. you're watching the edit that someone else made, uh and it's a lot easier to appreciate other people's things I find, right? You know. Then Yeah, and
0: I think that that can be an issue with how, with trying to have too much control over your project, right? Yeah. It's like it's it's all on you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, the, the collaborative process just elevates everything, in, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, that control is totally something that I have, too, and it's something that I'm trying to let go of. But, yeah, you can blame it on someone else if it sucks, if, yeah. you know, give it to the <laughs> editor.
4: <Yeah. laughs> oh, we got a question here. Yet. Yeah, I was just wondering, you're talking about, like, the way you feel about your
5: movies and how it's like yours, right? Now, if you ever, like, adapted something, like a book or anything, would you, that feeling change?
0: So the question is feeling like a movie is yours, yeah. but if you adapt it like a book or another, another property and into something that's yours, not, so not necessarily from your original voice, yeah. would it feel like yours still?
4: Yeah.
5: That's a good question. I, I think you can actually make it feel like yours. Like that's the whole point. If you find something that you want to pull out of it, I think you can, and you become passionate about that part. Like I think it could be someone else's property, but.
0: Yeah. I, you kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I think, think
3: like if you write or direct uh, an adaptation of something, you put your own kind of feeling and spin on it. Someone else could take the exact same thing and make something completely different. So I think no matter what, it's your ideas coming from something else. And yeah, I'd still probably find a reason for it to be mine. Yeah. Probably the best example is Stephen King's *Shining*
0: and Kubrick's *Shining*. So the examples are Stephen King's *Shining* and and Kubrick's *Shining*, right? No. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, because
5: uh, Steven Spielberg hated the original track. Right. He, he hated Stanley Kubrick's take on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, then I hate it, too. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a, a much better, like, just for a TV series, that had Steven Weber or something. I really enjoyed it. I actually felt like... I always felt like Jack Nicholson was crazy at start and crazy at the end, whereas Steven Weber actually transformed into something. Mm-hmm. Steven Weber's from uh uh wings the TV oh, show okay, okay. I don't know if you yeah, guys yeah. Know that guy but, oh, yeah. but he did a, a really good job and i i enjoyed this, that much more than that's the series version it was it was years ago years ago i i i'd have to imdb it you know mm, to, right, to find mm, out cool, but cool. i i remember watching i
1: thought there was a movie and then there's been a series fairly recently uh, maybe in the this, last this is 5 like, 10 years
5: this is over 10 years ago oh, I okay think. Right.
0: Yeah. Hmm. how about you Aaron how do you feel about this whole your voice thing? not much of an opinion on that
5: <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it's true of even
1: just with the screenplay, right? Like, like you know, we we uh, I think we have a lot of writer directors here. Uh, our movie was written by Kevin Dory, who's fantastic and was uh, awesome to work with. I think that I think that uh, relationship um, can be really dicey, um, but Kevin is the most. Um, understanding about how production works and, and um, collaborative guy that there was no, there's really no friction. And when it came to like, we need to cut the scene or we need to change this or or we need to lose a character that he's, he's totally open to all of that stuff. So that, so that makes it super easy. I don't don't know. Um, And kind of makes it feel like it's ours too. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a collaborative medium, right? Like I think everything, I think everybody
0: who works on a movie should watch it and feel like it's their movie. If you've, if you've done your job. Um, they should be proud of that shot and that you know how that makeup turned out and that wardrobe and how that looks. And you know it's all self-expression, really. So yeah, I think if you don't if you're if you're really feeling like it's not yours, then um there's a misstep somewhere for sure because authenticity is everything. and it needs to come from your voice as a filmmaker, everything that you're working on. so
5: yeah, if you can't if you can't start a project that maybe someone else wrote and treat it as your own, how do you expect anybody to come on and do makeup or hair and treat their job as hmm. their own cuz if if they didn't write it. Like you hmm. want you want your actors to go, "I'm going to make this what I want." You want you expect all these other people to do that? Yeah. Then you should be able to do that to direct sure. something. Sure.
0: Yeah. Except for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, any, anybody else? Yeah, right. I have
4: a question. Uh, as you're all independent filmmakers, what's the most important
0: lesson to you that you learned, or something that you realized? It's like, oh, this is just
1: my reality as an independent filmmaker that you carried with you, and right, 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 right. Use in your next project. So, to repeat the question, uh, kind of, what's the best piece of advice that we could impart, or that we've maybe received, uh, as filmmakers? Aaron, why don't we start with you?
2: I mean, I think my advice is probably going to be a little bit cliche. I think a lot of people have heard it before. It's, you know, if, if you want to do it, just kind of just do it right. Uh, don't let anything hold you back. Find a way, find a way around it. You know, if you don't think you have the money, find a cheaper way, spend more time on it. Uh, you know, there's, there's all, if there where there's a will, there's a way. And that's kind of my motto. Um, and it's kind of how we've gone about doing all our things And it doesn't, it hasn't always led to the the right answer to some of these problems you know we've definitely uh, should have spent more money or more time or whatever on on certain problems but um, at the end of the day you know we've still accomplished the thing that we set out to accomplish Uh, and I think you know some people get hung up on I don't have the money or I don't have you know a a catering person or an editor or a cinematographer it's like if you don't know how to do something you can learn it you know like uh, Chris was saying like you know learning from the internet we got Andrew Kramer right if you can't do visual effects go video co-pilot like you'll, you'll figure it out right you know
5: or is it like yeah, over a hundred tutorials there. Like you just get started. And that's that's pretty that much program. how we learn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome.
3: Uh, I'd probably say there's uh, one of the best things you can do is just sometimes grab people on a camera and just film something. Uh, you don't need to always do something huge. You can sometimes just go shoot and be creative and flex that muscle and learn from it. Just do it. Sometimes it's on the idea of like what you said. Just doing it is good. And yeah, even if it's just filming a short film on the spot as if it was your own 24-hour film festival on a saturday just do that
4: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i'm intrigued by this whole like make a feature in a weekend yeah. like a 48-hour <laughs> film challenge but like ridiculous like the challenge is to make a feature i think you mispronounced uh, terrified <laughs> <laughs> sorry what did i say yeah. i guess intrigued. to shoot you have to shoot it not cut it right yeah. okay so it's a different kind of challenge right, good point yeah
1: yeah, just shoot it. Just <laughs> shoot it in yeah. the weekend. And yeah. then four years of post. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that one we did a couple months.
5: I, <laughs> I I found um like when you when you shoot by yourself so much, you you're like, I'll go and move the light, I'll move that light, and you, you start to even realize anybody else is there. Like they want to help and they want right. to do it. But but I realized like a lot with um, the acting side of it is like I had this this is how it's gonna sound. This is how it's gonna sound, this is how it's gonna sound, and then you get it different and i actually caught myself going that's better right so that was a good thing to to find out like if you're mm-hmm. going to bring these people in and this is where like i said edgar Wright earlier mm-hmm. but yeah. but somebody like steven spielberg though he brings actors that he knows know their work they know what they're doing he's not going to micro what do you micromanage how they do it exactly right. so it's like trust the people you're bringing in I think it's great advice, yeah. and
1: and, great. and take their ideas yeah. if they're good ideas, right? Like that, yeah. Collaborate, yeah, yeah. I to take credit for those ideas. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, the the director way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. And it's like, wow, David Fincher is such a great director. And It's like, yep, he's the only one who had any ideas on that. On
4: that.
0: <laughs> um, I had a bit of a of a crisis about four years ago. Um, we were at TIFF, and you know the the common wisdom that we'd heard kind of coming up. And cutting our teeth it was like stories king, stories king, stories king, um, and we went through the the ANSI Futures first program for the script um, that that was a good script, and we kept you know we kept we were pitching it to distributors and broadcasters and um, financiers and everything, and they were all saying great script, great script, let us know when you've got cast attached. So it was like, well, I guess story's not king, I guess cast is king, money's king, money's king, yeah, yeah. and so that was a that was a, one of the many dark times that we've had where we're like, there's you know there's no there's no solution here. Uh, making movies is impossible, which is why, like, every movie that exists is a miracle. It's true. Um, but then we got into casting and we realized, oh, the cast cares about the story. So everyone cares about the cast, but the cast cares about the story. So that was the layers of, like, okay, it really does come back to story at the end of the day. Um, yeah, that was so, so that made me feel good after I felt pretty terrible. <laughs> but it was a lie, Aaron. That good news was a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh I yeah probably a, an incarnation of of many of these answers for me which is uh that nobody's going to do it for you you know do, just get out there and do it is a is a great tip but just remember that I, you know I I think I was Uh, Naive when I When I got out of film school I thought I was going to go And work in Hollywood And go and be famous And um, uh, Not I mean not quite that far But I did think I might get hired As a director at some point And that uh, And then learned At least in our jurisdiction That's just not really Something that happens Unless you do it yourself Unless you make the opportunity For yourself So uh, the way that Scott and I did that was we created a, a partnership and, and said, you know, I want to direct and I, I know you want to direct. Um, why don't you produce this short film for me and then I'll produce a short film for you to direct. And so that's gone on now n- into features and you produced in plain view and I'm producing Jones in this summer. So uh, it's uh it's a, I think it's I think the other piece of info there is find somebody really great to work with you know really find somebody who is um, who you jive with and, and are able to collaborate with and, and get through you know the rough patches with and uh, and, and solve problems together. Um, because uh, they're out there uh, you know there are other people you know, especially if you're a screenwriter I feel like man you could you if you really want to get your script made and you, you're not interested in directing it um, you, can, you can find somebody who's interested in producing something or you can find someone who's interested in directing something or you can become the producer yourself I mean Greg Jeffs was just on an episode of the podcast who you know who is a writer and became a producer because he wanted to see his content get made and so it is the producers who are the driving force behind projects and if you don't want to be a producer, um, that's a problem because you, you've, you've got to be the driving force behind your projects if you want to get them made. So yeah, I'll shut up now.
0: No, no, that's great <laughs> advice for sure. Uh, any, any questions kind of off, off that? No. Um, what, what roles do you guys play on your shows, on your movies and
2: stuff? Uh, i I think we all probably do a lot of everything, yeah. right. You know? Yeah. Uh, the things that I like best of the roles that I do, I like directing. I like writing. Uh, editing is okay, but I would love it. You know, if I c- could work more often with other editors. We did get a chance on Thousand Yard Stare to bring an editor on uh, about halfway through to finish the movie for us because I was just losing my mind. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, writing, directing, visual effects is pretty fun cool. too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, my answer is pretty much the same writing, directing, and editing, but I'd rather give it to someone who I know is more talented than I am at that. Yeah. <laughs>
5: uh yeah exact um same but same. I but I like all the processes too but I I would like to I, I my ultimate goal is to be good enough that I can find somebody that I know does it way better mm-hmm. um, but it's always good to have an idea of what you're doing with all those parts so you can at least direct in what you're looking for but I love the audio side of things like I love I, oh, I, cool. I love doing the sound effects and and all that and yeah. and the color grading and, and everything the editing part to me that's worse is is like the syncing audio and stuff like that. I know there's software oh, out there now. To do. editing stuff? Yeah, I'd yeah. almost rather someone else put it all together so now you can just get in and start actually making right. the thing as right. opposed to, oh, you know, I'm going to start the editing process. No, you're not. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you're it's a day of there,
5: just organizing and oh, syncing. And, you and auditioning footage and yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um Is it me? Is it, uh, no. No, okay, you're going. So, I mean, that's the direction. Well, well I mean, we're, we talk enough on the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We, yeah. we could skip us. Let's skip us. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, So none of you produce? But technically you do, do you all, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> So right
0: off of Matt's Matt's wisdom about you have to be a producer, no producers at this table except for <laughs> except everyone all of yeah, That yeah. might be part of the
2: problem is that we we forget of our art that we are producers yeah, as well. Exactly. You know, yeah. we think of ourselves in all the creative positions and we forget, Oh yeah, we're producers. We're the ones that, you know, we put the budget together on this exactly, thing. Yeah. We hired the cast, uh, you know, we hired the crew, we did all these other things, but we forget about it because yeah. we don't have a you know, a dedicated producer right. relationship. But like I think what you guys have, if you guys are switching back and forth, like that's that's yeah. super awesome. Yeah. You know, that's that's. Uh, I think a lot of people could go a lot farther if they if they had a partnership like what you guys have.
0: Well, and and you're you're more willing to grind through that crappy producing stuff if you know that your turn <laughs> is coming. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You just get to watch Matt directing.
4: Just be like someday, Scott. <laughs> Sunday,
0: and then you get a call it's like our location fell through and you're like, you know, like Every, I'm gonna leave set now go do something
1: crappy <laughs> in my defense you did direct a scene from the movie I, you did get yeah the best scene <laughs> <laughs>
5: Every time they're a dick and really hard to work, you just write it down. Noted. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna flip around. Yeah.
0: But it also forces us to be nice to each other. Right. right. It's like next time we're yeah. gonna switch and
1: uh, yeah. Know the other person's pain for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what about um, what like what what would you say is is the best. Thing a filmmaker, you know, I I think a lot of students listen to the podcast. What what can you do to get started other than just doing it? What's kind of the best utility piece of advice? Maybe it's like a a membership at a co-op or 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 online utility of some sort. Like, what's the what's a good tool they could use?
3: Probably, uh, especially if you're in film school, or even if you just have friends that you film with, make sure you keep filming because. Mm -hmm. I've noticed this with the majority of people I went to film school with as you grow up you kind of just do other things you just it's like oh I'm going to be a like a, a teacher now and like you they just drop away one by one so mm. f- like make sure you stay connected with those people that you can count on to film with you and do that so I think that's that's the most important thing if you're thinking right now what I'm going to do for the future is make sure you keep those connections that you have right now right while looking for more in the process
5: right right I would say don't watch the most beautiful shows on TV and think <laughs> that I have to make that. Because ah. people, like, they psych themselves out of it yeah, entirely. Yeah. You can get there, but you have to earn it. Totally. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just start making something, and you'll see what's wrong, fix it the next time, and do it again, and then fix it, and then do it again. But some people think they have to make that masterpiece off the bat or they're they're a fake right. or something like right. that. And I, I feel like that's – I see a lot of people that they drop out because they just set the bar Right. To people that have been doing it for years. Yeah, like you're and you're actually yeah. insulting. Yes. You're kind of insulting yeah. those artists. You're comparing yourself, yourself against people who have decades make of make experience. Yeah. 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 Like, don't take their yeah. hard work away. Right. Because I should do that right now. Right. You
1: know? <laughs> I'll just hammer out a script, a great, great script in a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That's that's really good advice. That's good advice for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was the thing. I was totally thinking the same thing. It's
5: like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I should be but patient. You're making stuff like you're not, you're not using it as excuse to not do it at all. No, but I think like respecting the process and respecting experience. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good advice.
2: But what about you, Aaron? What's the, um, I don't know. Like it's just, it's just, I know a lot of people that spend a lot of time. They spend a lot of time talking about the project they want to make. Yeah. They spend a lot of time just watching like YouTube videos or reading books Or whatever, and uh, like really, like you—you've got a—you have a camera on your phone if you have a phone, and everybody has a phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't have a phone, probably shouldn't be thinking. (laughs) Right, like you know, everyone's got a phone, so you can—you've got a camera, right? And it probably shoots four K because it's twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, technically, yeah. So like there's Kijiji or Craigslist or whatever, like just like put a message out there. Like I'm doing this thing. Don't say like, Hey, looking for people to collaborate with. Cause that means nothing. Right. You're like, Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be an actor or I want to be a director or I want to be an editor. I'm looking for someone that, that is looking for this position or can, is looking for something. And then we can team up very specifically on a thing like be direct. Don't be wishy washy. Don't just like hang out and talk about your projects. Like put that thing in motion. I think, you know, right
1: totally yeah uh, yeah no I, I think that's really good advice the um, and and I wonder what it is that stops people do you think I think imposter
0: syndrome is huge yeah. fear yeah yeah like Chris was saying just about feeling like you're a fake mm-hmm um,
2: or lack of motivation. I think a lot of people like, you know, they don't want to admit it. They're just, they're lazy. They want to be the filmmaker. They want to be at the, at the finish line, you know, like without putting the work in. Yeah.
0: I
1: can't remember which bodybuilder
0: said it, but he said, everyone wants to be bodybuilder, but no one wants to live heavy ass weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's a whole world of entrepreneurs in the, in the business community, right. Who, mm-hmm. who sit there and, you know, and read all the books and, and watch all the videos, but don't actually, yeah, it's not unique to yeah. filmmaking. It's, no, it's, totally. it's anything. So, absolutely, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Uh go
5: ahead uh one of the the things i've realized like in life is like i kept watching time fly by time's flying by Mm -hmm. time's flying by it's like well the only thing you can do to take advantage of that is do something you buy a guitar and and all of a sudden a month goes by and you picked it up if you just picked it up five minutes a day yeah Mm -hmm. by the time a month goes by you actually kind of know a couple things by the time a year goes by you're actually probably pretty good yeah and all you have to do is five minutes like and sometimes it's doing a scene maybe it's one off like the andrew kramer on video copilot used to shoot those one scenes to do a visual effect to it right right that gets you started like totally it gets yeah. you somewhere going oh if i just do the other side of that scene huh. now you you know you do two more shots and you actually make a little mini short film
2: uh, like it. how long is one of his tutorials like 30 minutes usually exactly. so it's 30 minutes you could take a day a week yeah. whatever you know a uh, hundred of those and if you do one a week you could you've got after effects down in two years right no
5: but, problem but just make yourself do it, mm-hmm. and then
2: you have it. It is. I will say that it does help a lot to have another person with you uh, that can to be there to motivate you to do it. As mm-hmm, I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, find someone if it's Craigslist or Kijiji or even just a friend who's shown an interest or something. Uh, like I mean, that's how we've gotten by. Like my two producers uh, and friends and everything, Kevin Johnson and Ryan Hat. We're all, we're always there to, to motivate each other mm. and uh, to kind of keep each other on task. And I think uh, if it wasn't for us having each other, you know, we might just be like all those other people talking about the projects that we want to make right Right. Mm.
1: yeah deep good stuff (laughs) Uh, (laughs) not a lot of time left for questions if anybody wants to get any more questions in let us know no all right lightning round sure yeah yeah. favorite movie go
5: apocalypse now requiem for a dream I'm probably gonna be sad by saying like Jurassic Park or something. Like yeah, that's, that. a good, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good choice. That's a solid choice for our generation. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Return of the King.
1: Oh, really? Oh, uh, we uh, uh, I'll say Fight Club. That's a good answer. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll uh,
5: say Return of the Living Dead is the second
1: best. <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, best movie in the last twelve months.
5: You can't say your own.
3: Uh, Hereditary is very good. It just came out. That yeah, movie I'm will mess you up.
2: Great It'll things mess you about up. that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's the <laughs> what's the one where people don't talk?
5: Oh, yeah, I haven't cool, seen yeah. it, but mine's mine's related or sounds similar. Hush. It was on Netflix. Hush. Okay. Uh, woman. Oh with... yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Annihilation for me. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm uh, Avengers: Infinity
0: War. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh Favorite. Um, favorite piece of kit a technological equipment when making a film
2: yeah
1: yeah that's a good
0: one
2: uh, not favorite but most necessary is a good microphone
5: uh, oh, so yes. not these yes. <laughs> uh, is this on <laughs> <laughs> no I, I have to agree like it's all like the audio sound Yeah, so important yeah, yeah audio yeah cool shit that's not my
1: answer at all I don't know if no? <laughs>
5: i'm i'm still waiting
1: i'm personally still waiting for uh the the amazing piece of software and maybe it's studio binder or maybe it's um yanyan yandao or something uh but but like synchronize is another one that's still not quite there i'm waiting for someone to crack the the software game when it comes to a great like like put your entire crew list, cast list, script breakdown in inside this piece of software and generate call sheets mm-hmm. really easily and quickly. And it's and it's starting to exist, but I'm I'm shocked at how long it's taking.
5: Yeah, see, so Adobe Story kind of had oh, that, okay. step, but it always kept messing up. And now I, they've like, they I think they can't like can't they've kind of up. abandoned it. Yeah, abandoned yeah. It. oh, have yeah, they? Yeah. So it's like oh, great, it was kind of there and now it's not. So hmm.
1: Studio Binder seems to be cool. I was using it for prep on this thing that ended up not happening, but um, it's. I wasn't using the full version yet, so I, I shouldn't review it, but um, it's worth checking out, yeah, and and it, and the nice thing is they continue to grow, right, They you know, what they update it called? them. Studio Binder. Studio Binder. Yeah, and they're doing really smart SEO stuff, so if you search like, um, uh, like, crew list template, they start to come up, oh, smart. and <laughs> so you have to use their software to do it, yeah. Um, oh,
0: shit, I had one and then I forgot. Oh, uh, uh, one website that people should go, yeah, should go yeah. to and check out, not your own, but like.
2: Video copilot. Yeah, that. You, got you guys version.
1: are big video copilot fans. I've seen it around. I've never really sat through and, and watched it. Yeah, it's worth it, eh? Cool. All right. For like effects.
2: Yep.
5: Okay. For effects. Um, as far as as far as filmmaking goes, you know, like there's film riot.
0: Right. Um, no film schools great. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah.
3: I, I don't have an answer. No. No. So I'm just gonna say Wikipedia because there's everything on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Google.com. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, unless there's any other questions, I think we should wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for being here. That was great. Yeah, congrats Thank on getting you. your films. Yeah. And uh, thanks to all the volunteers and organizers and Katie for putting on this wonderful festival and letting us be a part of it again.
0: So we'll keep you all in the loop as uh, Okotoks Film Festival rolls around next year Yes, submission yes. deadlines come up. So uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, uh, pay attention to that.
1: Really quickly, I forgot we should, you, self-promotion, we, this is the, like, what's the Twitter, what's the websites, give us give us where, where should people go to learn more about you?
3: You can go to
2: 201pictures.com.
3: For Justin? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: so you can go to rambunctious.com, but uh, you don't know how to spell it. It's R-A-M-B-U-N-X-I-O-U-S.com.
5: Uh, shotlessfilms.com for me
2: oh cool these
5: are all great names shotlessfilms.com is your website yeah that's awesome
2: see they've got all better <laughs> ideas <great>. than us
1: <laughs> and better
0: names than us
1: alright thanks everybody appreciate it thank <laughs> you yay awesome that was so fun yeah, it yeah. Was, it was more fun than I expected totally and, and uh, not a huge audience but, but they were really super into it and, totally and, yeah uh, uh, apologies if you couldn't hear their questions or anything. We tried to repeat everything we could, and thank you to Katie at the Okotoks Film Festival for having us. That was really for cool. Sure. It was, uh, not, yeah.
0: I, you know, I, I'm I'm always desperately trying to be funny, and uh, it was just <laughs> so nice to have someone laughing. You
1: had some killer,
2: <laughs> some killer jokes, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Usually, it's just you and me, and, and you just don't think I'm very funny, so we just stare at each other. <laughs> Not
2: true.
1: Uh, All righty. Let's jump into the news you can use. Brought to you, as always, by Bleeding Art Industries. And this week, uh, as always, they're offering us a tip. This one uh, is, uh, you know, from their perspective, uh, I'll, I'll just read it in their words. Bleeding Art Industries says, We offer food for thought about the human element in effective script writing. What people really want to see is local, authentic storytelling, suggests Georgia Brown, head of UK-originated, scripted TV for Amazon. They want stories and characters that resonate. In Canada, local can mean anywhere in the world, as our cultural mosaic opens the door to creating stories that begin anywhere, but find resolution through the Canadian experience. Audiences' brains are wired to relate to Aristotle's 2,500-year-old three-act formula, evoke pity, generate fear, reveal catharsis. They aren't watching the actor in a role. They're watching themselves through the character's journey and in doing so are rehearsing their own emotional experience. Always a good reminder that the script must connect with the audience at a deeper level. Great tip. Yeah, and I've and I've read um, uh, Aristotle's... Um, Poetics. Poetics, yes. Uh, I don't remember this. But I have never no, I haven't. Uh, delivered in that way. Evoke pity, generate fear, reveal catharsis. So that's that's an interesting way of looking at it. That works for Joneson?
0: Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we did it
1: yeah um so yeah that's that's uh, it's nice to be reminded of story sometimes so thank yeah you for, for sure our for that
0: um, and I think yeah, it's it's a little bit of an insight into why story is important totally right and how we look to stories to figure out uh, how to be people and how to live in this crazy world. Totally. Very nice. Okay, uh, let's get up into the upcoming deadlines. Uh, Luma Film and Media Art Quarterly, we've talked about this a little bit, um, but their deadline is coming up for um, <clears throat> submitting to the publication. Uh, they accept pitches and previously unpublished finished works. Um, and you can. It's, there's a $200 honorarium. It is for the November issue, and the deadline to apply is July 15th. Uh, you can find out more at lumaquarterly.com.
1: So if you happen to be the creator of a media art uh, exhibition or installation, uh, short film, video, or animation, or live audiovisual performance, uh, then you should check out Particle and Wave, which is a media arts festival happening in 2019. Uh, the deadline to apply is coming right up, though uh, July fifteenth, and the festival is happening from January thirtieth to February second, t- uh, twenty nineteen, um, and it's, it's a three day event that will celebrate the critical innovation and creativity present in the media arts community. Uh, check out more, uh, find out more information at mmedia.ca or check out the link in the show notes.
0: Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, it is still um, accepting applications. Um, it is the Justice for Real. Uh, creative lab and film festival it's happening december 6th to 8th in edmonton uh, and it's a three day event that will bring together a team of 10 to 12 filmmakers from across the prairies and territories to learn collaborate and create media for social change Um, so they're accepting 500 to 1500 word pitches on themes of justice dignity and human rights from now until july 15th so if you want to uh, apply for this uh, this is actually a really cool um, collaborative kind of experience Uh, you can check out uh, www.jhcenter.org. Uh, and that should have a link to get you to the justice for real, um, project or creative lab. So yeah, check it out.
1: So the, um, minister of Canadian heritage, Melanie Jolie, uh, and, uh, Canada heritage have announced a, uh, national creative export strategy. Um, so you can check out the link in the show notes, uh, for all the details. But uh, they're implementing a new creative export strategy with an investment of 125 million dollars over five years. That's a lot of money. Yeah, Ex- uh, existing programs will see an increase in export funding. Additional resources for creators abroad will be made available at key embassies and consulates. Mm-hmm. And Creative Export Canada, uh, a new seven million dollar per year export funding program will be created. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. It took me a second to think of a, a way that filmmakers could implement this, but there are a lot of documentaries, I think, that um, find challenges around local funding kind of tying their hands a little bit to shooting locally. And so right. maybe there's a way for documentary filmmakers to use uh, an opportunity like this to you know, shoot their documentary oh. that is a Canadian documentary, but maybe it shoots entirely in Thailand. Sure. Um, maybe that's uh, a way to make this work. But oh, that's interesting. Um, check out the link in the show notes to see how you could use it.
0: Okay, folks, the National Screen Institute has several programs every year. One of them is for uh, producers and writers who have never made a feature film before. That's called the Features First program, which Matt and I talk about uh, ad nauseum all the time because (laughs) it was awesome. But they have another great program called Totally Television. Yes. And this is for people who are looking to get into creating their own uh, TV content. And the applications are now open for next year's Totally Television
1: program. I so want to do this. (laughs) <laughs> i've been i've applied to this a few times have you yeah yeah oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. with uh with a couple people with for patrick yeah, and, and like, it was stuff. actually long ago before you and i even really were officially you know starting well actually Married, we we, yeah. we but this is a a friend of mine who was a writer that i went to high school with and i applied and we were super young we were way too young to take it at the time <laughs> just not experienced enough now that i have been through an nsi program, right. but Um, Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, one of us or both of us someday get to
0: take it. Yeah, it's a a great program for sure. So it's an 11-month course, um, not full-time. It's kind of, there are sessions where you go uh, fly to Toronto and and, uh, meet with some great uh, mentors and uh, panels and stuff. Um, but it includes extensive training, individual sessions with story editors and production executives and private pitch meetings with broadcasters and executive producers. Um, teams who advance to phase two attend L.A.'s scripted in November of 2019. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so there's lots of great... Um, so past guest faculty include Aaron Martin, who did Degrassi, uh, Slasher and Another Life, Karen Walton, who uh, did Orphan Black, um, executives from Hal Fire, like who do Alias Grace, uh, wow. Entertainment One, Yeah, the list goes on. It's huge. Um, Bell Media and CBC, um, tons of sponsors for this program. It it, it is a must do if you can do it. Um, So the the deadline to apply is August 13th. Um, It's not a small application, so you probably want to get started sooner than later. Um, And you can find out more at nsi-canada.ca. Or just Google uh, NSI, Totally Television, and you will find the link to that for sure. So
1: do it. Awesome. Uh, our friends at the Edmonton Short Film Festival have partnered with Northlands uh, in Edmonton for K-Days for a unique three-day mobile device-based 48-hour mobile filmmaking challenge. Uh, That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, participants will be given three elements to be included in their films on July 20th with uh, with both a marketing and production challenge to compete in. All completed and eligible films will be screened at the Edmonton Short Film Festival at K-Day's Film Festival on July 29th with the top two judged films and the best marketed film appearing at the Edmonton Short Film Festival Gala in October. Uh, So that sounds pretty cool, um, but I'm sure there are some more details you'd like. So check out the link in the show notes for more information on that. The India Film Festival of Alberta. Mm. This is their
0: fourth annual. Uh, They are going on tour. So they'll be making the rounds in theaters across Alberta starting in just a few days, July 13th. They have dates in Edmonton, Calgary, Fort Mac, Red Deer, Lethbridge, and Cold Lake. Uh, And they'll be screening numerous films in nine languages with additional screenings planned for Toronto and Montreal. This is awesome. Uh, So there's a link in the show notes, indiafilmfestival.ca. Click on that to find out the complete uh, list of locations and dates. Um, The Edmonton event specifically is confirmed to have several of the filmmakers and producers in attendance, as well as delegates from Gujarat Tourism. Uh, the other Alberta events also have red carpet events planned. This is really cool. So uh, ampi will also be co-presenting a workshop and panel discussion uh, in Edmonton on July 16th from 930 to noon with some of the visiting filmmakers at the Edmonton Arts Council offices. Uh, so like I said, at said, indiafilmfestival.ca for more information
1: about that. Cool. The uh, monthly uh, set, etiquette, and protocol course that is put on by IATSE 212 every month now is happening this Saturday, the 14th, and in being instructed by Gail Kennedy. And it's starting at 11 a.m. with a price of $40 for everybody. Uh, I, I guess that would be yeah. members, non-members. Um, I mean, it is really an entry-level course to to get you started. Um, so, Yeah, I don't think you could even, you could be a member without having Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose unless you wanted to take a refresher, which right. for me, it's maybe <laughs> coming up on time. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but it is available, of course, this Saturday. You can uh, click the link in the show notes to sign up. Uh, if you're up in Edmonton and you want to learn more about working with
0: cameras uh fava has a, uh, a intro to camera free for all so they have eight spots open and it's free for all fava members you can get your hands on their AC160 video cameras uh they are the popular everyday workhorse cameras at fava you can find out how to care for them uh handle video equipment ready to shoot setups um camera functions composition and framing shot types sequence shooting oh sequence shooting that's fancy Mm. slating color temperatures and color balance and more basics of just working with the video camera um, which are kind of the essentials to get started so that is happening on July 15th from 1pm to 5pm you do have to register because they only have 8 spots but again it is free Uh, and uh, yeah just go to Fava's website um, to find out how to get in touch with them Uh,
1: happening next Thursday the 19th of July uh, is the introduction to sound for film and television Uh, it's a one day workshop jam packed uh, to look at the process of sound recording Day runs. Uh, the day runs from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and topics to be covered preparing uh, for your first day on set, department responsibilities, and hands-on with gear. Uh, this course will also provide an opportunity to talk with working sound engineers, share ideas, and ask questions, beneficial to anyone wishing to get an understanding of what the sound department does, as well as essentials to becoming a member of the department. Uh, so your pre-registration is required, and the course is open to those that have submitted ap- uh, an application to the sound department. Uh, through iatsi so uh the price is 50 bucks and uh don't see an instructor listed here but uh check out the link in the show notes to sign up so if, if
0: intro to camera wasn't enough for you uh fab is also hosting an intro to lighting oh workshop yeah we're kind of bouncing back and forth between IATC but, and but it's
1: all on the timeline <laughs> <very> <laughs>
0: totally laundry. yeah 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 so um it's called Intro to Lighting. It's happening July 29th uh, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Again, this is free uh, for FAVA members only. Mm. Uh, the hands on lighting workshop uh, will let beginners explore how to shape and control light. Uh, you can learn how to handle lighting equipment, the different types of lights, uh, color temperature, color balance, three-point lighting, uh, grip and electrics stuff, and more basics uh, and functions of lighting. Uh, you should have a multi or If you have a multi-tool, bring it. Uh, if you have cloth-based gloves, no frill fabric, bring them, so no gardening gloves. Uh, hmm. Or leather gloves are fine. Uh, and wear clothes that can get dirty because lighting is uh, is dirty work sometimes. Mm-hmm. So again, this is happening July 29th, 1 to 5 p.m. And contact FAVA uh, to register. And there are, again, only eight spots open for this workshop.
1: For the young filmmaker in your life, or perhaps you are uh, between the ages of 15 to 18, um, and good on you for listening. If you're uh, yeah. if you're, if you, <laughs> uh but uh, there is a summer media arts camp happening here in Calgary, uh being instructed by Yvonne Abuso, uh happening August 13th to Friday, August 17th, uh from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. Um, and you are required to register by August 8th. Uh, this is a $320 workshop for CSIF members, students, and non-members, uh, and it is for youth ages 15 to 18, uh, just to, to get a whole overview of the whole filmmaking process, uh, where you'll learn the basics of filmmaking, uh, taking a movie from script to screen, getting hands-on with collaborative workshops, and it's an excellent introduction to the art of film production, uh, and uh, I did it as a as a young man, yes. and uh, I had a blast. You liked it. Yes. It was good. <laughs> uh
0: what is shooting uh of course it's summer so there's tons going on uh as we speak i know there's a a story hive project called redwater valley Mm -hmm. shout out to ryan dresher who's who's awesome dude uh they're filming right now um a little bit late yeah yeah because rough (laughs) Um, but of course uh yeah tin star continues its uh, eternal march they will be scheduled to wrap on august 3rd black summer the netflix series um is going to camera next week they are scheduled to wrap on september 28th uh, heartland is currently going still for season 12 they are scheduled to wrap on september 28th as well and there's a feature coming to calgary in september called Jonesin in wedding Jonesin, <laughs> uh that you and i are making uh and that is also scheduled to wrap on september 28th oh yeah that is going to be a party day no doubt Holy yeah, crap. yeah yeah those <laughs> black summer heartland and jones all wrapping on the um, same day so Super fun. Uh, but if you have a production that's going on or that's coming up this summer, let us know.
1: We'll add it to the list. Uh, job calls. There is a volunteer position for a filmmaker, uh, with the, uh, with Calgary arts development. Um, we talked a lot about this last episode. Um, could be a really great opportunity for, uh, the right person. Uh, they're looking for a filmmaker to help create a pitch movie. The movie is planned to introduce the chatterbox theater concept, potential market benefits during their next crowdfunding campaign. The current Paul, uh, it is a volunteer position, uh, but uh, they are continually working toward building a partnership with local artists and professional organizations, and it offers a great opportunity for future collaboration with Chatterbox Theater Society. So check that out. That might be for you. Uh, the Calgary International Film Festival
0: has multiple job postings open as we get closer and closer to the festival. Uh, there are a few different deadlines, um, so I will put it on you to check out when exactly those deadlines are. Um, but they're looking for cashiers, guest relations assistants, fleet coordinators, fleet assistants, uh, artistic director, ushers. Um, and eventually, they're also going to be looking for logistics coordinator, ta- technical assistants, bartender supervisors, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you can find out more at calgaryfilm.com slash join-our-team. Uh, for more information about that. Cool. Recommendations. Here we go. We got to the end of the show. Yep. And, and we're ready we as usual goofed.
1: with recommendations. <laughs> Just going to get ready to... I've got one.
0: Okay. Okay. So I've been prepping to uh, direct this movie. And, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot about that process because um, I haven't directed a feature before. And uh, Ron Howard had a great tip in his masterclass. And it was about uh, separating your movie into chapters. mm So he says a chapter, um, is anywhere from eight to 12 pages or minutes in length. And, uh, you know, so there are anywhere from seven to nine to 10 to 11 of them in your, in your film. Um, and they're basically little mini, um, arcs or mini kind of buildups of tension and kind of releasing them. So you're, you're really using those as, um, a way to kind of drag the audience through the story. He calls them sequences. I think chapters to me feels more, um, appropriate, but, uh, it's a great way to understand the structure of your film. Um, and, and with Jones and I I discovered it was nine chapters and, and that to me is like, Oh, that's nine act structure, right? Which is something that they teach at USC. Right. right, right. Um, and, and you know, they fit cleanly within, um, the three act structure that we're used to. And it's a great way to, um, just kind of put yourself in the audience experience, um, as far as what it's going to be like watching that movie and just understanding where the moments are that you need to maybe give a breath or where you're actually should be kind of working to build tension towards the next scene. Um, and it really helps generate a bit of a flow. And what was surprising to me was that um, they were already there in the script. Um, but f- just to go through and identify them um, gave me a lot of comfort that, you know, the pacing and the structure of the script is working. So that was a really cool um, exercise. And So, uh, you know, I would recommend that uh, if you've got a screenplay, go through and, and just kind of figure out where those, those chapter breaks would be and what that what that looks like and if you're finding that there's really no you know clean yeah this is the end of a chapter moment for you know 20 30 pages you might have a bit of a pacing issue mm. uh, unless that's intentional so yeah just something to something
1: to think about cool that's great yeah uh i uh, i guess i'll recommend this app this shaper app i was just telling oh you yeah about. cool it's uh it's it's kind of a it's kind of like speed dating or, or tinder for networking uh, and uh, you know you can enter your interests and in what you do and what you're kind of interested in finding out more about uh, and uh, the app kind of matches you with people not just locally which is maybe good or maybe not um, but uh, it matches you with people who are kind of in your world who who um, you may not have you maybe should know or, yeah, yeah and and, it, and what I find interesting about it is that there are a bunch of people on there I've never heard of and never met before um, I was expecting to kind of see the usual suspects right. but this seems to be kind of like a good way to you know cross pollinate a little bit maybe some areas that uh, at least I don't uh, find find people um, so you know expanding your network uh, can be a hard thing to do in a small community totally uh, for mid-level filmmakers so this this uh, might be a way to do that very cool yeah I'm going to download it
0: cool uh, okay. Well, that's it for this episode of the Alberta filmmakers podcast. Uh, you know, thank you as always to Briar who scours the internet, putting together all this news and tips, uh, every week. Um, thanks to Chad who wrote the music, uh, Brit, who did the graphic design and Seth who cuts
1: this podcast together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we couldn't do it without you guys. Yeah, totally. And if you're a filmmaker, uh, this podcast is for you, it's about you. So, uh, please share uh, what's going on in your world with us. We'd love to share it with the rest of the community. Um, And if we get anything wrong, let us know, uh, and you can reach out to us at hello at abfilmcast.ca uh that's
0: the email address that's the best way to reach us but of course you can also find us on twitter instagram facebook and soundcloud it's all abfilmcast uh and of course we would ask that you subscribe to the alberta filmmakers podcast on itunes because uh oh and give us five stars oh right yeah Yeah, five stars would be great (laughs) um because it does it boosts the profile of the podcast and it helps uh new and emerging filmmakers uh find it and uh, hopefully they can get some some tips that are useful out of the podcast so that's it. That's all. Uh, here's one final message from our last sponsor, uh, the Alberta post Production Association. Um, and once you're done listening to that, go okay. make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.